chapter seventy five of the wild huntress this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org recording by kathleen the wild huntress by thomas main reed chapter seventy five effecting the surround the ride was rough and rapid notwithstanding the superiority of my steed it was as much as i could do to keep pace with my new allies whose horses used to all sorts of ground went gliding along the uneven paths as if they had been graded roads through tangled bushes they scrambled without stay over sharp and slippery rocks their unshod hoofs rendering them sure-footed as mountain sheep down the gorge lay our route and paths over which i had almost feared to walk my horse were now passed in a quick continuous gallop we soon reached the scene of my encounter with the huntress the dog still kept sentry over the game cochant by the body of the big horn he only growled as the cavalcade swept past no one stopped to relieve him of his charge on a war expedition the chase is universally neglected even its spoils are spurned hunger is supposed to beget prowess as it sharpens the wits and the savage fights best upon an empty stomach the hurried movements of the indians the eagerness which one exhibited to press forward proved how earnest they were on this expedition it was not my affair that was stimulating them to such speed a tribal hostility of long-standing older than the warriors themselves existed between utah and arapaho between the bands of wakara and red hand the hostile inheritance had increased until it had reached the maximum of the most deadly vendetta this will account for the hot haste with which we hurried on for the universal excitement that prevailed in the ranks of my utah allies they knew that they outnumbered their enemies they already exulted in the anticipation of a grand coup for all that they were not rushing recklessly into battle the utah chieftain was too skilled a soldier i perceived that he was acting upon a preconceived plan and his strategy was soon made known to me it was that of the surround the band was to break up into four divisions of nearly equal numerical strength the first under wakara himself was to go round by the bluffs and having worked its way into the lower canyon would enter the plain from that direction should the arapahoes attempt to retreat towards the arkansas this party could intercept them a second division also keeping above the bluffs was to make to a point nearly opposite the butte where by a ravine known to the indians a descent could be made into the valley of the rufano a third was to seek its station upon the opposite side where a similar defile led down to the plain while the remaining warriors were to move forward by the upper canyon and halt at its mouth until the other three parties were known to have reached their respective places at a signal agreed upon all four divisions were to move forward at a rapid gallop and close in upon the enemy the first party was to give the cue as it had furthest to go and by the time it could reach its destination the others would be ready a smoke was to be the signal for charging forward 
the plan was well conceived and if it should prove that the arapahoes were still by the butte a fight a outrance might be looked for as the certain result they would have no alternative but fight the execution of the movement was soon entered upon near the place where i had passed the last hours of the night a side ravine which in the darkness i had not observed sloped up out of the gorge by canyons and deep defiles the whole face of the country was cut up in this by pennant fashion every pass of it being well known to the utahs hence their confidence in being able to effect the surround of their enemies who were less familiar with this region and who must have been tempted thither by the passage of the train up the lateral ravine rode wakara with his dusky warriors while the second division intended to take more station on the bluff defiled by the same track but more slowly the rest of us kept on down the gorge on reaching the main canyon the party destined for the opposite bluff separated from the other and proceeded circuitously by a branch ravine that opened to the upper plain the fourth and last division rode direct down the bank of the river upon the path by which i had been pursued this division was in charge of the second chief and to it was i myself assigned with peg-leg also a volunteer as my immediate companion the trapper had himself some old scores to settle with the arapahoes and appeared as eager for the fight as any utah in the tribe apprehensive of falling in with some straggling pursuers of the preceding night we moved forward with caution the sub-chief was an old warrior whose scars and grizzled hair betokened experience of many a hostile encounter and no doubt many a cunning stratagem scouts were sent in advance and these returning from time to time signalled that the path was clear advancing in this fashion we at length reached the embouchure of the canyon and halted within its gloomy shadow as yet not an arapaho had been seen but on climbing to a ledge of rocks i had the satisfaction to perceive that these brigands were still by the butte i saw not them but their horses the cavalada being almost in the position in which i had left it from this it was evident that they had returned from the pursuit had abandoned it altogether and given their steeds to the grass only a few of the men were in sight moving about among the fires that still burned upon the plain but the strength of the cavalada told that the others were there no doubt concealed from our view by the interposed mass of the mound i saw the wagon at its base the white tilt conspicuous against the dark green foliage of the cedars but my eyes dwelt not upon this in rapid glance they were carried to the summit the crucifix was still there i could trace its timbers its upright and horizontal beams though not distinctly i knew what was rendering their outlines indistinct there was a body upon the cross the body of a man it was that which interrupted the regularity of the lines the timbers were between me and the body for i viewed it from behind and at such a distance i could not have told who was the crucified man even had he been facing me wingrove or sure shot one or the other of that much i was certain i could make out that the man was naked just as i had been myself i saw his white skin glistening along each side of the upright post while gazing upon it i heard the report of a musket 
nearly at the same instant a little blue-colored cloud was ascending into the air it rose from behind the butte and was easily recognizable as smoke produced by the discharge of a gun the savages had returned to their cruel sport too clearly did i comprehend the signs of that fiendish expedition after regarding the crucifix for a while i noted a circumstance that enabled me to decide which of my comrades was undergoing the terrible ordeal to a certainty sure shot was the sufferer the red hand had fulfilled his threat and my brave preserver was now promoted to my place the circumstance that guided me to this knowledge was sufficiently definite i could tell it was sure shot by his height i remembered that my own crown scarcely reached the top of the upright post that of him now enduring the torture rose above it by the head under the bright sunbeam there was a sheen of yellow hair that of wingrove would have appeared dark beyond doubt sure shot was the martyr now mounted upon that dread cross i viewed the spectacle with feelings not to be envied my soul chafed at the restraint as it burned with bitter indignation against these demons in human form i should have rushed forward to stay the sacrifice or if too late to satisfy the vengeance it called forth but i was restrained by reflecting on the impotency of the act the prudent chief who commanded the indians would not move till the smoke signal should be given and videttes had climbed far up on the cliff to watch for and announce it it was not anticipated that we should have long to wait our party had moved slowly down the defile and the time consumed in our advance was considerable almost enough to have enabled the others to get to their respective stations this thought along with my experience of the ball practice of the arapahoes in some measure reconciled me to the delay if he upon the cross was still living his chances of escape were scarcely problematical another shot or two from such marksmen would be neither here nor there if the unfortunate man were already dead then was the delay of less consequence we should still be in time to avenge him but he was not dead the evidence that he was living was before my eyes though in the confusion of the moment i had no sooner perceived it above the top of the post appeared the head held stiffly upright this proved that the body still lived had it been otherwise the head would have been drooping End of chapter seventy five